Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, everyone. This is Paula. Just before you listen to this wonderful episode with Peter Wood, I just wanted to say that... um, This was the first time I recorded a podcast without Zane and um, I forgot to turn the sound off on his computer so for the first four minutes there is the occasional sound of a Windows update. Uh, Nothing wrong with your device, I just, um, I done goofed. I hope that you still enjoy the wonderful things that Peter has to say in that time. uh, And I apologize for the technical error. Have a wonderful time and we will see you now, I guess. Or listen to you now. I don't know. (laughs) Enjoy. Do you find the time when you can't find pause A confirmation what your face is gonna open some doors You do what you gotta do to stumble through Hello folks and welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator and marketer. And this week we're talking about juggling multiple priorities as a creative with Peter Wood. Hello. Hello, Peter. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Peter Wood. I am a Brisbane creative. I'm an actor, performance maker and sometimes writer. You're an excellent writer. You make like... Brilliant theatre. Oh, thank you. Right, sometimes. Just not always right. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, This podcast is fairly special because it's the first one that I've done without Zane. I am in Zane's chair and I feel very important. Mm, Yeah, that's that's an important seat. It is an important seat and I'm like having a mild freak out that I've done something wrong, but that's just imposter syndrome. We're going to stumble through it. (laughs) I guess. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and other non-gender folk, let's yes. do it. Excellent. Alrighty. So, um, let's talk today. I wondered, what do you think are the things that we juggle, like as creatives? Um, do you think that there are some things we have in common, like retail and hospital work and then theatre work, and then we have like at least one or two creative projects that are on the back burner somewhere? You know that that pie chart that everyone says then mm. one third is friends and social mm. one third's work and then what other one is like sleep mm. I feel that to my core oh yeah and I think 
it's really proportioning what kind of slices you want for each of those categories. Mm. And it's not just three categories. There's, you know, the theatre and there's also mm. the performance-making category. Yeah, there's like sub-parts of the pie chart. Oh, it, it could go on forever. Mm. This, I, there could be three pies. Mm. You know, we don't know. Yeah, three pies and we have like put little fingers in all of them. I like yeah. to have my fingers in all of the pies. Yeah, we have to just like, yeah, figure out how it's going to work. Um, so I feel like I'm always changing the, the, the proportions of like how I'm handling it. Like right now I can barely work cause I'm just working on mm. a, a lot of projects, which is, um, which is great. I am very happy. I could say that, mm. but also sometimes work, I need the money. Yeah, I know. But I think, <laughs> I think that's like, it's unfair for ourselves to expect that we can perfectly juggle doing all these things in the same amount all the time like there it, it's not so much a juggling thing as a like like a, a seesaw kind of act or something like that you know like one mm. week you're going to spend all your time on performance and the next week you're going to spend like all your time or the next two weeks you're going to spend all your time doing your retail gigs because oh my god like money money mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a struggle but we're going to we're, we're literally stumbling through it. Exactly. Oh, speaking of which, I've, I forgot to ask you, um, what have you stumbled through this week? Oh, man. It's a Tuesday and what haven't <laughs> I stumbled through already? <laughs> I, I've been meeting up with a lot of people because, you know, I, I think it's still important that even though, you know, working on productions, having a casual job or part-time, whatever, you know, you work, it's, you still need to meet up with people and talk over coffee and you still need to make time for people. Like you can't isolate mm. yourself and just focus on the art. I still, I still think that you need to be sociable <laughs> and talk to the peoples. Absolutely. And I think like, I think it's about also making sure that you maintain, um, your own support networks during those really, really stressful yeah. times. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with, I'm really sorry if you can hear all of these like little notifications coming through. Uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to switch them off. So if you can't hear them, I don't think they can. That's hear them. fine, but it is stressing me out. I think. Can you disconnect from the internet? <laughs> oh, can I do that? Oh, oh, he's a clever one, folks. Heck and yeah. Okay, if I just disconnect. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's like Facebook or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> and now that I am less stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I I think you're right. Like I don't think it's fair given the fact that we've chosen this as what we're going to do for the rest of our lives to be like when I'm working on something, I'm never going to talk to the people I love because that's literally your entire life then. Well, like who's going to come see the show? <laughs> I mean, you can't just be like, yo, Melanie, um, I can't see you this week or next week or the week Mm -hmm. after because I've just got so many things on. And like, obviously we need time for ourselves. Yes, downtime. Downtime. That's Mm -hmm. so important too. But also you just got to make time for your friends and people Mm -hmm. who you love. Absolutely. And I'm like, I'm a big believer in that. Like I know for me as a friend, if I am making time for people like- the whole I'm busy, it's it's not everyone's busy. Yeah. Don't, don't come to me with I'm busy. <laughs> Bitch, so the fuck is everyone? Yeah, literally everyone's busy. Literally everyone is busy. Yes. Like if you – what you're really telling me is A, I'm not a priority and B, you're not managing your time effectively to see me. Like 
that's that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. So mm. we gotta make time. Mm. There's so much time. We just don't use it as well. Exactly. Yeah, like people like to, you know, start watching the Hunger Games, not Hunger Games, the Game of Thrones series all over again because mm. you know the new season's coming up. I'm so excited! <laughs> <laughs> but I can't mm. waste all my time watching the old episodes mm. and the old seasons leading up to it. I have no. to get stuff done yeah sometimes you have to like watch a youtube video that's taken like the first 10 seconds of every episode and the last 10 seconds and slam them together so you can do like a super speedy intense recap oh totally recaps are the best Mm. yeah yes uh and i wonder do you think it's like a real necessity at least in the beginning to juggle all these things like yeah mm. i think because in well i feel like for those who study in university when you're juggling all the assessment and you have deadlines and whatnot. I mm. feel like that kind of preps you to like juggle multiple projects yeah. outside of uni. Well, I don't know. I feel like the, in the training that I did with handling all the assessment and whatnot, that's definitely helped me for mm. juggling multiple things and just time management. I think that's so important. Yeah. It's a baptism of fire, but like it is. it's, you, you're not going to get through if you don't like yeah, it's it's a struggle like mm. I remember it is a struggle oh, 100% oh yeah like and you sometimes you do have to compromise with some mm. people and whatnot and it's it's rough mm. but people get it and you know you, they, yeah. they'll, they understand absolutely I like I went through this like um, I'm in a production at the moment and mm. the all rehearsals were like 10 to 4 on a Saturday. And I was like, cool, I can do that. Yeah. And then I got approached to direct uh, another project and mm. they were like, cool. And uh, these are the rehearsal times. And I was busy for every single one except oh. for one. And the rehearsal time that I was available for was mm. 4 till um, 8 on a Saturday. Oh, and God. I was like, I can't like Be instantly yeah. like turn up. I can't up. operate, damn it. I can't instantly turn up into <laughs> mm. another rehearsal space. So I had to like, going to the other like production mm. and be like, I can I mean, like, finish like at like three 30 and then mm. I'll like quickly get out of your head. And like I go quickly. Mm. And they're like, so okay with it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just, you just gotta be, it's gotta be nice to people yeah. and they'll be nice back. I guess. And consider it. And like, yeah. I think that asking and just like, if a friend of mine is buried under work and they tell me, Hey, look, um, I don't have time to breathe until the end of next month. That's fine. Mm. Because then I'll be like, that's Okay. I will set a reminder. I literally do. I will set a reminder in my phone and I'll be like, I will text you on this day and then we'll talk about when we can see each other. But like, so long as that's like, if I know, if I know that you're not ignoring me and like that you've actually thought about the fact that you want to see me, but it's just not possible right now, then I'm totally chill. It's when it's like, well, I haven't seen you in three months, except when I saw your show and you didn't come out after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm, sounds familiar. Uh, what, hmm? <laughs> I feel attacked, Paula. I'm just kidding. It wasn't me. I am here to drag you through, not stop. <laughs> no, oh, I go out for drinks mm, after shows. Yeah. I love that. And sometimes that's like the best that you can do and that is fine. But I can't now because mm. I just got my red peas. <gasps> That's so exciting. It's Congratulations. so exciting. Thank you. But also now I have to juggle like social stuff, going out to mm, parties and yeah. like hanging out with friends and realize, mm. oh no, I can't drink. I drove. Mm. But it is nice to be able to, drive. I think, yeah. yeah, it's so nice to be able oh, to drive so and to just like get around and you realize just how fucking expensive it is to drink. Like we know how expensive it is to drink, Yeah. but when you physically cannot get into a car after one alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I really, my, my phrase now is I have to earn the Uber. 
<laughs> well, like I realized that I've spent much less money on alcohol, mm. but that's just all gone to petrol. Yeah, um, <laughs> fair, fair enough. But like, I, I suppose that's a, this is a whole d- different conversation about like weird. fuel economics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think like? So it's a real necessity, certainly at the beginning, to do a lot of juggling. I think um, so. Do you think that there's a common trait within like the creative community? I'm not necessarily talking about theatre, but like with performing arts, with musicians, with visual artists, just like the whole creative crowd. Do you think we have this common trait to overcommit? Yes. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Oops. Sometimes I just say yes mm. before I even know what it is the consequences Mm. and how much time the production Mm. will have a toll on me yep um just because i'm desperate for work yeah i think i do think it comes out of like the fear of missed opportunities yes and it's so fomo yeah fomo but like for artists yeah i don't want to it's not that i care about missing out on a party i care about missing out on a part or (laughs) (laughs) on a part (laughs) and parties you know yeah, it's oh, okay. Follow up. Why do we do this to ourselves? Well, I, I, I think there is a huge sense of, in, definitely in the in. I'm probably gonna just talk about the theatre industry mm. that if you are not in the light or if you're not, you know, making work or you're not presenting yourself as a working artist, that you'll kind of like be forgotten, or yeah. you'll like kind of like just stumble back to the back of the back of the room and like no one will no one will like remember you mm. i know this because i have that fear like i have a fear yeah. of like i'm gonna be forgotten no mm. one's gonna remember me if i'm silent yeah it's like you have to be conspicuously active both in the industry and online yeah. you have to maintain that like presence of doing work otherwise it feels like it feels like the creative arts has like a three-month memory span uh. It's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which I personally think it's like rubbish because Mm. I know there's, I know so many great artists who, you know, haven't worked recently, but I still look at them and go, oh my God, you're still an amazing artist. And, you know, I've looked Mm. at their work and gone like, yeah, I remember you from that Mm. work. It's not like it was, you know, 7,000 years ago. Mm. It was literally like seven months ago. Yeah. And like the impact that a work has on you is so much greater than however recent it was. Yeah. Like I remember seeing Boy Girl Wall Mm -hmm. and man, like my life and the way that I viewed theatre and how you could make it and how you could do the theatre thing was changed. And it doesn't matter how long ago the last production was, I will still be like, holy shit, Boy Girl Wall. Yeah, exactly. Lucas Dippard and... I've forgotten his co-author, but it's Lucas Tippett and the Danger Ensemble. Yeah. And they toured it and they went through like America and did wow. it. It's so cool. So I, cool. I think it I think also um I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that is me all the time. And I have to I um you know how when they're teaching you to drive, they say, um, you can say, What am I doing? to sort of center yourself. Yeah. I do that in everyday life because my brain is so chaotic that I'm like, where was I? What was I doing? I have to have like an audible cue to bring myself back. I remember now. Um, I remember that also quantity of projects Mm. doesn't also mean good things. No. (laughs) Sometimes just focusing on the quality is really good. Because like you said, you know, you have one quality project and you'll go, Mm. oh, boy, girl, well, where, you know, Lucas Dibar could have done like 700 projects that, you know, mm. just like quantity, quantity rather yeah. than focusing on the quality. And you'd be like, oh yeah, Lucas Dibar like does mm. like a lot of work. 
but yeah. nothing goes to you and goes like, oh my God, boy, go well. You know what I mean? It's true. It's yeah. true. I think, I think certainly initially I feel a great pressure given that like, you know, we're just starting our careers that you kind of just have to put out a lot simply to learn enough to make the quality work. Yes. But it feels like it's it's such a time crunch basically to get as much work out as possible, even if the quality isn't that great at the minute so that you can have those key learnings in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And for those who are juggling stuff, mm. don't worry. Yeah. You'll get through it. You will. And focus on the quality. Yes. And like focus on the quality and keep your support circle close. Yeah. Like I'm still learning that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. And yeah. it is so hard to kind of tell people um, I need some time to myself, but I also really need to chat to you at like – three in the afternoon on this one day because I'm having a really shit mental yeah. time. And I just, I know that I haven't spoken to you a lot and I will make up for it at another time, but I really need some emotional support here. That's like me really late at night on mm. Instagram. Mm. I'm just going to talk me about up, my babe. feelings. Yeah. No, but like, I think, I think that that's such a human thing though. And it's like, we all go through floods and droughts of work yeah. and it's about kind of just getting through the best that we can. And I think, once again, just coming back to like the initial thing, it's just keeping that line of communication open and being like, I value you and saying that to people, mm-hmm. put that in words in a message. Yeah. I value you and your friendship. Yes. It makes a difference. It does. <laughs> it maintains it. It does. It does. Um, let's talk about teams and creative collaboration. Mm. Um, Love this. Yes. Okay. So as an actor, do you think it's easier to work within a lot of teams and give or is it easier to like give one team that you always work with, like have one, sorry, have one team that you always work with um, and then bring other people in based on that production. So to have like a core ensemble and then mix it up and bring new people in mm-hmm. or to like just be a single actor going to multiple different productions, if that makes sense. I think it's, I think it's different with everybody. Mm. Like if, if I want to look at this, like in the theater industry and you look at companies who have kind of have, you know, ensembles and then, you know, the individual actors who bounce around. Mm-hmm. I always think of like the music industry um, where you have like, for example, like a girl group, mm. little mix, there's four of them yeah. and they work so well together mm. and they've released songs together, yeah. like as a group called little mix for a long time. And they've, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll collab with, you know, yeah. a single artist and they'll clap with another single artist and then it's still amazing production, blah, blah, blah. And then you have those single solo artists who mm. just collab with a lot of people. Yeah. I always, so I think it's like kind of good either way. I think you, mm. I think it, you have to find out for yourself where you work best. Yeah. But what brings uh, out the best in you yeah. as well. Yeah. And I always admire ensemble work. I think that's really important. If you can find a group of people, like a if you find your own tribe that you can work really well with together and create yeah. quality work, amazing, do it. Yeah. And if anyone slanders you for staying with the same group and not stepping out of your comfort zone, <laughs> then no, go away. Mm. Your opinion is invalid. We didn't send for you. No. But – People who also are like, you know, rogues and, you know, mm. just do their own thing and like to collaborate with multiple mm. groups, love your work. Mm. You do you, boo. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. It's about like an individual kind of understanding. I, I think it's all about preference. Yeah. I would love to have an ensemble, but I also know that sometimes I get tired of the same thing over and over again yes. and not saying that like the people who have worked with multiple times, I'm tired of them. Not mm. at all. Love you guys. Yeah. But also I just need breaks. Fresh. 
Yeah. How many breaks? Yeah. And I think, but I think that's also like valuable if you work with like the same, if you have a core ensemble that you usually work with and then you go away and do something like a new type of project with a new group of people that can like reinvigorate you and Mm. that can give you a totally different way of viewing your practice and of like a new thing that you can bring to your core ensemble. So I don't think it like... Yeah, it is like a friendship betrayal or something. Oh, not at all. I no. I remember like graduating uni when you've worked with your year for three years, like mm. really closely. You know, doing acting assessment together, doing productions, and then the first production I was cast in, I was with all new people who I had never worked with, mm. and it was such a different process, and it was amazing, and I learned so much. Yeah, uh, and it really changed me. And then I decided to work with other new companies and new Mm. groups and it just really broadened my experience of working with all types of people rather than just sticking with my own tribe yeah which who I love I love my tribe yeah yeah absolutely like if you didn't love them you wouldn't be with them no I wouldn't call them my tribe yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um on the topic of like you know different teams for different things do you think like in terms of different types of ensembles and different like types of performers and different lived experiences do you reckon that you need like different teams to tell different stories, like skill sets, personal experiences, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I think like any referring back to the music industry, mm. I don't know why I'm doing this, but every kind of every artist has their own image and have their own stories to tell. Mm. And if you're an ensemble, a particular ensemble company or even solo artist, you need to find out what story you want to tell. Mm. You need to find out what your kind of I guess images yeah which is so like so like oh I'm a product I am this is me as a product but it it kind of I feel like there's so much there is so much of that in art because like it's not just you as a person it is the work that you produce and you have to like brand yourself and your work and you are the work yeah no exactly yeah and it's it's so difficult particularly online because and then you have like that argument of uh, do you separate the man from the art? Hooray! Well, yeah, I don't yeah. even know that. I don't know how I fall on that. I one, actually honestly. don't know. I, I just try and be myself, mm. as stupid as that sounds. It doesn't sound stupid. I, I will, like, you know how they're always like, don't forget, always be yourself. Yeah, but like, I think that that's because people need to hear it. And it's like, it, it, it's like any message that is very valid and that we need to remember. It's like um, always wash your hands after you go to the toilet. Like, oh, look, just you, because you hear it a lot doesn't look, mean. <laughs> whoever's listening, if you don't wash your hands mm. after you, natural selection will come for you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it will though. Like, st- stop this. Stop spreading your Germs, germy fingers yeah. and your freaking flu. Stop it. But before I continue mm. to attack you, but yes, yes, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I agree. I think, I think, you know, if you are a particular ensemble, you need to find out what stories you're, you're telling mm. and find out your aesthetic and just, just rock it and be unapologetically you yes. as, as like kind of corny as it is. Lean it it into really, it, it actually mm. like, no, that's like legit mm. advice. Cause when someone is after, you know, particular, a particular product, let's say a particular type of theater show, they'll go, Oh, this company oh this like when I think of when I think of like you know like um heart-wrenching kind of like thought-provoking and you know Mm. cathartic dance pieces I think of Pina Bausch instantly Mm. like immediately 
that's the first thing that comes to mind. Heck yeah. Can what? I grab a link for you after so we can like promote them? Because I... Oh, Pina Bauer, she's like a, like a you know, a, a huge dance theatre. Oh, I a have legend. No idea. Yeah, yeah. Awkward. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, my ignorance stopped out there for a minute. I'll put Pina's links in the bio. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Show support for local artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So um, now it is time for our things I've never said segment. Um, this is where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners. That's you on the topic we discuss. Hey, so, listeners. Hello. Hey, friends. Yes. So. Um, responses that we got. Uh, the first one was, unfortunately, being a busy creative means the first priority to go out the window is friends. Fortunately, what I've learned so far is the good ones understand and stick around. I agree. Mm. <laughs> um, I've, I know that once I started uni, a lot of my, like, I guess, friends who weren't in the industry, I did kind of lose them a little bit and mm. they did, were so supportive and came to my shows. But, you know, the longer it went on, you, the ones who really did like, like make the effort to make understand. the effort to understand. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they get it now. Yeah. And like, you know, I have my, I have two best friends. One's in Melbourne. Mm. One is a um, animation artist. They're yeah. not theater people at all, but they get it that mm. I have rehearsals all the time and I'm super busy. And they mm. know that I will text him like immediately if I have like, like free, like three hours to spare. Mm, and I'm yeah. like, quick, let's catch up. Like right now, let's, let's yeah. go right now. But that's a sign of you being a good friend because they like, they can rely on you to actually like invest the time and they know that you are also gonna like reciprocate. That was what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know people in the industry understand the mm. schedules of people in the industry, Yeah, but I know that when you have friends who aren't, it can be quite difficult to kind of maintain their relationships. Yeah. And I was, I was sadly enough, always try and put them first just cause mm. like, I don't want to just be secluded to having friends in the yeah. industry. Cause I don't think that's healthy. No, it's not. And like having like, having regular conversations and check-ins with my friends who don't work in the arts industry is so refreshing and it grounds me. Oh, and totally. like, because you can get so caught up in all of the like, Oh my God, how do we like make this work? How to make, this work happen because there's so much more to life oh totally so much more like it doesn't feel that way most days but <laughs> oh yeah but also then again I have kind of like made the effort to like unfriend people who haven't like taken an in interest in my life as yeah, I have in theirs absolutely like I and I think it's so much to do with um is this person worth my energy like yeah, is totally. this relationship right now as it stands worth my energy because I have gotten to a point where I don't believe in looking too much at history. Like I might have mm. known you for five years, but if in the last like five months you have dumped all of this like emotional labor in my lap and not reciprocated and not asked me how I am and just like purely used me as a free therapist, it doesn't matter that I've known you for five years. You're not my friend anymore. No, like, no, I agree. Mm. I think as soon as I mm. like graduated uni, I was like, I've got to get people from high school off my Facebook. <laughs> and that's not like a personal thing. It's just, mm. I haven't seen you for over four mm. years. We are never going to talk mm. and we're Why never going to be up. up my feed. You're like, yeah. Mm. And it's nothing personal. Like no. there's, there's so many people who, you know, I've, I've seen like, you know, in the shopping center mm. and I'm like, Oh, oh hi, how are you? Yeah. And I'm not friends with them on Facebook or anything, it's but it's not personal. It's just, 
you don't care about my life. And I think it's the same. I think we feel the same. Yeah, I think, no, I totally get that. I think part of reaching like this stage of young adulthood is realizing that just because you're not friends with someone doesn't make either of you a bad person. It just means that you aren't each other's people and that's fine. And it is pointless and actually counterintuitive to try and waste your time building those relationships Mm -hmm. for no reason other than, oh, but... I if I if I'm not friends with them, then I'm a bad person or something. Uh, it's like mm, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Carol. <laughs> um. Alrighty. So, uh, second submission. Um, this is the last one for this week because we're running out of time. But um, it's a bit of tea. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, spill it. Okay, so <laughs> Love me some tea. Hope it's warm. Um, my ex-boyfriend's inability to manage his time and juggle priorities cost us the relationship. I just want to be someone's priority. Not all the time, but most of the time. And I, like, I see where you're coming from. Oh my God, sis. Like, I, you know, if you're going to be someone's significant other, Mm. like, they have to invest time and effort into you. Yeah. 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 I, I I'm very sorry that happened. Yeah. That's, that's real shit, man. Like, to feel like you are just a given and that you're just this, like, thing, this piece of furniture that is like there regardless that doesn't have to have any effort in you know what I mean oh yeah like it there has to be effort from both sides Mm. of the relationship for it to work and if it's one-sided it's it's already a failed relationship yeah like yeah I'm very sorry that happened I feel like you know if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be Mm. if you guys find each other again then maybe you could try it again Mm. but hopefully that he learns that you are much more Mm. than just the the side just yeah. being aside, no, you are you are the main course. Mm, you are. You're an entire meal. Yeah, like. you are delicious, <laughs> and don't let mm. anyone tell you different. And you deserve someone who is going to like put in the time and dedication to properly like invest in you. You know, yeah. like ugh, I don't, I don't understand how there is this idea that um, you're clo- you can be close enough friends with someone that you don't have to put in any effort. Like, yeah, it's not if if the expect. My favorite topic is boundaries and expectations and setting them with any type of relationship. Love that. Oh, man. I'm so, I'm so into it. Yeah. But, you know, if the expectation is we're not going to text each other for three months, but then when we meet up, that's our time. I will yeah. never look at my phone. I will always be looking at you. Yeah. That's fine. That's the expectation. But if you, like, if that's not it, if they're not meeting your expectations and if you've told them and they're not rising to the challenge, then it's time to let them go, fam. Like, yeah, you deserve everything. Yeah. I know I've definitely like had fights with friends or like, you know, being petty because, you know, they wouldn't make the effort to come see my show, even though I always try and support them as much as possible. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, actions speak louder than words. They do. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I know something I've had to check is that I am a very, like, um, attentive friend. Mm. Like, I'm the one who will send the text out of nowhere and be like, hey, just thinking about you, hope you're having a good day. And I have, like, an internal body clock for how long it's been since I've spoken to someone. Yeah. I'll be like, aha, it is time to speak to A, B, or C. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or absidy. <laughs> and... So I know something that I've had to negotiate is friends being like, look, I just can't handle that much. And I'll be like, okay, that's fine. I will only use this mode of communication. Mm. So like my friend, Ali, we've been friend for going on friend. We've been friends for going on, I think 
12 years Oh, my now. gosh. Yeah. No, like it's it's a long time. And mm. um, we only communicate over WhatsApp because she lives in Johannesburg. Um, oh. Yeah. And like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like we, we WhatsApp um, about once a week and we just let each other know if it's going to be a little bit more than that. And that's kind of how it goes. Like that's how we manage that relationship. That's great. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I very pro- proud. I, pro- I would probably have one long distance or uh, let's say a three, but like I only actively talk to one. Mm. Um, but I know I still love the other two. But the other yeah, one, but I'm like, like, that's I- the expectation though. Like you'll see them when they're in town or yeah. when you visit. Yeah, but exactly. like, yeah. And that's, that's different, you know, like the dynamic and the expectations you have for each other are different and you've both agreed on them. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the long distance friends who are still your friends. Yes. Thank you, Ali Golach. I love you. Love you, everyone. <laughs> All righty. So that is what we have time for today. But I would like to ask you as a closing question, um, what would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same? What would I do if 10,000 mm. people would do the same? Mm. Um, well, I do this regardless. Uh, put rubbish in the bin. Yes. And not litter. <laughs> yes. I saw this post and I was like, Wally came out in 2008 and you guys are still littering. <laughs> um, I've, I've never wanted to love a post mm. so quickly in my life. Yeah. Because that's so true. Mm. Um, yeah. And also um, give more hugs because I yes. feel like that's really important. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid of like friendly physical contact if that's okay. Like, if that's check, okay with you, check. obviously like – know yourself and yep. if you are uncomfortable with hugs mm. definitely just let people know yeah but also i just you know yeah. hugs are great mm-hmm. yes hugs are great Yay. Woo! um do you have anything to plug um so i will be in a play called love Woo! and information by carol churchill yes. it is co-represented by robert the cat and metro arts yes, and that'll metro. be on in august 2019 this year mm. so please come along it's featuring me and a whole bunch of my tribe yeah a lot of people who i've worked with and studied with and it's um run by my lecturers from my uni that i graduated from heck yeah so and, yeah yeah and like carol churchill is just like, she makes good stuff. She's man. ridiculous. She writes a play a year since oh, the age of 17. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm stumbling through just writing <laughs> plays. Oh, yes. Top girls. Oh, yes. Cloud, cloud nine. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't feel. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to be fine. We are on our own journeys. Yes. Do not compare yourself to anyone else. No. Just your old self yes are you a better version of yourself than you were a week ago yep that's the question that we should be asking ourselves yes 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 i also have an instagram at peterwood and facebook is just peterwood fuck yeah okay can we hear that one more time so your instagram is at peterwood (laughs) and then facebook's peterwood Yes. yes. And is that a Facebook page that we're after? Yes. yes. Facebook page. Facebook page. And you yeah. can like that way you can keep up with all of his amazing theater work mm-hmm. and his acting work and your directing soon. Yes. I'm directing a show in May, which will be mm. on a Pack with School to Stage. Fuck yes. Yeah. So exciting. Oh, man, that is amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming on and talking to me, Peter. It's been a joy. Thank, Thank you. you for having me, Paula. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for people to hear this and I'm I'm so glad that I get to work with such amazing people. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for your time. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, before this turns into like an extended love fest, um, thank you, dear listeners. Thank you for listening. Thanks as always to Zane at That's Not Canon Productions. He didn't record today, but he let me use the equipment. 
And that is amazing. Big claps for Zane. Yes. Um, graphics are by Claudia Piggott and music is by Jessica Fletcher. If you'd stumbled upon us, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and on Facebook as Stumble Through Podcast. All right. That's it from me. See you next time, guys. Thank you. See you. Bye. The world is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.